And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone. Alright, legends, welcome to yet another episode of Get Around Me. It's me, Billy Darcy. What a time to be alive. Uh, look, if you don't follow me on Instagram, firstly, grow up, switch on, and get it together. In that order, alright? But I will say, I've cut my, uh, had a little bit of a, what some people are calling a freak out. I mean, that's a that's a branding issue if you ask me, but maybe a meltdown, a, a meltdown, I'm not sure, but I've, uh, I've, I got a home haircut over the weekend. I've got a fringe now. I've got that Lord Farquaad in the front. And uh, look, I tell you what, freeing. I've got my, my weird Vinny's jumper on, kind of lean into the fringe a bit. And uh, yeah, so I had one of the lads just straight across the front. Let me tell you guys, firstly, polarizing the haircut. Very polarizing. Feedback has either been extremely good or extremely bad. And really nothing in between. No one said they don't mind it. It's been a mix of, dude, that looks sick, to you can and should kill yourself. So, you know, I think they're kind of balancing each other out, if anything. But, uh, yeah, it seems to be like a real age thing. Like, anyone above the age of 30 is just like, that looks horrendous. And then people who are like, cool, they get it, you know? I think some people just don't get it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know when people just don't get something? Yeah, no, I'm definitely not the problem. Uh, but yeah, so I got this weird haircut now and, uh, rocking it, rocking it. So, uh, why did I bring that up? Oh yeah. It's liberating having a, a weird haircut. I, I want to recommend this to everyone. My sister told me that, um, she doesn't like it. And also it's just not me. So that was kind of a double barrel, uh, get fucked from her. But I will say that's precisely why you should get a weird haircut. It's, it's not me to have this weird fringe. Precisely why to do it. Mix things up, you know? This is a weird time. Time to get weird, you know? If the world wants to get weird, dude, I'll get fucking... I'll get even weirder, okay? So, and it's polarizing as well because, you know, you go out the shops, you run into someone, you forget you've got this weird haircut and they go, oh, dude, what's with the crazy haircut? And, you, and then you come off really cool because you forgot you had it. It's on your head. You can't see it. So then... I ran into this girl at the shop. She's like, oh, cool haircut. I was like, what? And she's like, oh, the fringe. And I was like, oh, yeah. And it looked like I was being casual and didn't care for her opinion. But in actual fact, I'd completely forgotten I even had a weird haircut. It's honestly the perfect. It's it, You come off looking cool, feeling cool. It's a confidence build, I would say. And yeah, my mate Samo has got like kind of like a real big sort of helmet. He's got like just the top half of his head. And... Uh, and yeah, I highly recommend the home haircuts. Great for morale as well. Um, we had a couple of friends over. It's really boosted the afternoon. So, also, what, it turns out my friend Jacob is actually wicked on the as a hairdresser. He he has either studied hairdressing before or he is bisexual because no untrained man should be able to wield scissors with such grace as he did last weekend. I mean, it really was something to behold. But yeah, so I got a got a weird haircut and I'm rocking it. And uh and yeah, some people commented uh something mean and then also DM me something mean. Banterously mean, but yeah, they had double trouble on that one. But uh but yeah, highly recommend the home haircuts. Liberating, you know. I no longer conform to society's whatever styles. You know, I am a renegade out here. 
I feel like I should start a band. That's the energy I've got around me at the moment. Just fucking filled with pre-band anxiety. I'm famously horrendous when it comes to music, but I think I've got the stage persona. So stay tuned. Might start a band. You never know. But it's all very exciting, and we've got some exciting things to talk about. Uh, Firstly, this coronavirus thing, it keeps on trekking. I'm not going to delve into it too much because... I know we're all living it. You know, we're all living the coronavirus. Uh, I will say, the uh, ScoMo really scared the oldies uh, last Wednesday because my mum on Tuesday called me up and said, when are you coming around for dinner this week? I, I go around for dinner once a week because I'm a good son. And I said, I'll come around Wednesday night. Wednesday afternoon, I text mum saying, just double confirm I'm still sweet to come around for dinner because she has to cook a bit extra for me and I'm very considerate. And she texts me back an essay of abuse saying like, how dumb are you? You're not coming in this house until until we can eat in the... It was raining. So she said, we need to eat in the backyard and practice proper social distancing. Don't you watch the news? You've got to take this seriously. Just started absolutely teeing off of me. So ScoMo really got in Jenny's head. I'll say that. Um, her attitude went a full 180 almost on the spot. So, And then I, I went around for dinner uh, Monday night. And I foolishly made a joke on the way in. I was like, oh, mum, thought there'd be some hand sanitizer on the door. Ha, ha, ha. And she was like, we don't have any hand sanitizer, but you're not coming anywhere near me until you go to the bathroom and wash your hands for at least 30 seconds with, with the soap. And she timed me as well. So if you start to see the death toll start to slow down, you can thank Jenny Darcy for that. She is taking this very seriously. Um, as am I, by the way. I'm self-isolated as fuck. Um... But yeah, so ScoMo scared the old, the oldies are scared. I went for a run this morning and I spat on the ground, right? This is outside. I'm out in the world. There's no one around. There's this lady 30 meters behind me. I spit on the ground, like in the bush. Because I had to spit, you know, I'm, I'm running. Sometimes when you're running, you got to spit. That's how, that's how you run. You keep spitting until you pass out. So I spit on the ground. This lady 30 meters behind me literally like runs over and is like, uh, excuse me. Who do you think you are? That's so irresponsible to do that in these times. And I, I was just like, and she was, she was like waiting for me to say something. I was just like, it was like 7 a.m. I was like, eh. And then she was like, well, maybe have a think about it. Very irresponsible. I'm like, oh God. I didn't, I should have spat on her. That's what I should have done. I should have followed that first spit up with a, I should have spat directly on her and been like, how's that for irresponsible? And then point to the fringe. Don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. That's what I should have said. But I just said, oh, sorry. So, not as cool. But on this podcast, we get candid. I tell the truth. Uh, so, so yeah. The, and she was about 65. So, to be fair, I think if I did have coronavirus, she'd be dead already. So, Godspeed, babe. Godspeed. But, yeah. Uh, so, what's been happening with me? Okay. Actually, oh, I'll tell you what. Doing this pod. This pod is dead set. If this coronavirus quarantine continues, I predict in a month this podcast will be seven minutes long each episode <laughs> because, as we all know, there's nothing to do, so there's not many yarns to tell, you know? So, but, yeah, so sort of a, a bit happened, actually. So I've got a few things to, t- to talk about as we do on this pod. We talk about stuff. Uh, so on Friday, I actually got laid off from my day job on top of 
comedy being cancelled for the foreseeable future. So I'm down two jobs. I had two jobs. Now I've got no jobs. Okay? So that's... And that's the world we live in now. Let me tell you, getting laid off. I've been fired four times previously. This is the first time I've been laid off. So, you know, it's... uh, It was kind of weird. I got laid off Friday at 5.20 via FaceTime. The the regional manager FaceTimed me and said, you've been laid off. And uh, I was like, it's just getting laid off via FaceTime. It's like, it was like so, I don't know how to describe it. I was like, can you just be in the room if you're going to fucking lay me off? Can you just be here? Can I at least shake your hand? And so if we, if I have it, I can at least give it to you, you know? So I tried to spit on the screen, but it didn't work apparently. But, uh, but yeah, I got laid off. No one's fault, whatever. Everyone's getting laid off. And, uh, and that's how it is, you know, it's a wild world. But it's tough because when you get, like when I was getting laid off, part of me was thinking because it was clear that the shopping center I was working at was going to close down. But they didn't tell they they were every time I asked about, it, I was like, "Hey, are we going to get laid off?" Or what? And they'd be like, "Oh, who knows?" And it's like, "Well, let, do you have to be so goddamn coy?" Because I got rent and bills to pay. And then and then so you, you're getting laid off. Part of me is thinking like, "All right, Bill, well, you know, you've been down this bridge before. It's time to fucking start teeing off." start burning bridges but but because obviously of the coronavirus it's not this bloke's fault who's laying me off so you just have to kind of be like you know at least if you're going to get laid off you you know i want to make a scene you know throw up a few rude fingers be like fuck you throw some paper in the air and be like i never washed my hands the whole time i've been here and also jan in accounts is hooking up with that other guy in accounts i don't know his name but i saw them kiss walk out you know, just dropping bombs. Maybe like drop a pen on the floor and be like, someone else pick it up. I don't work here anymore. You know, just something epic. But because it's no one's fault, I was just like, oh, well. He was like, the, the guy's like, yeah, sorry, not, nothing we could do. And I was like, fuck, there's actually nothing he could do. God damn it. You know, I love blaming people, but I couldn't. I will say as well, I've, I'm going to have to eat my words from last week. Uh, when I said, if you're quarantined and you live with your parents, suck a dick. Uh, that was a quote from last week's pod. Uh, I think actually now the, the shoe's on the other foot because if you if you still live with your parents and you get laid off, you don't have to pay any rent or bills and you've got three square meals a day. So that is that is an, an enviable situation for old Billy D right now. Um, but yeah, so I've got to get sort my rent and bills out. So just keep on keeping on, you know. Uh, I've got a, I've applied to Woolies and to Coles cause they're, they're hiring. And I've also applied to Centrelink. Dude, Centrelink is inundated. I've been waiting two days for them to call me back. Um, but yeah, dude, I'll tell you what, applying for Woolies and Coles is like an absolute throwback. I had to get my resume out. I haven't used my resume in like four years and, uh, got that out, you know, pumped up, pumped that up a bit. Yeah. You better believe I've got excellent communication skills. Am I task oriented? Absolutely. You know, am I punctual? I'm so goddamn punctual. I wrote it 10 minutes ago. Okay. I was early for writing punctual, you know, so I've flexed on that a bit. And, uh, you know, like the last, I still had my freaking, I had like jobs from 2013 on there. So I've got rid of some garbage, etc. And you got to do this like quiz. I tell you what, they don't make it uh, good for the ego when you apply at Woolies. You got to do a quiz and it's just like so degrading. You're like, fuck. Like they're trying to weed out like the absolute 
0.1 bottom percent of fucking idiots. So you got to do these quizzes that are just like, it's like, uh, question one, if you see a customer looking lost, should you A, go and help the customer or B, drag them into the fruit and veg section and molest them? And it's like, let me have a think about this. But then it's, you think, oh man, this is so fucking easy. Who, who, who the hell would, would struggle with this? And you realize that's how fucking dumb some of the people you're competing with for this job is. So it's very humbling, very humbling. Um, but yeah, so apply for a bit of shelf stacking. Um, and yeah, so we'll see how that goes, but I've had many a job and, uh, yeah, I'm not above shelf stacking. So I've, I worked at a supermarket, uh, years ago in England, actually. It's famously fired from that as well, but, uh, I will say, so yeah, so then I got laid off Friday, came home, okay, it was, it was like, I, w- I wasn't really like that, like sad about it or whatever. It was expected, you know, I worked at a place where there was heaps of people interacting all the time. Of course it was going to close down. Um, but it was so funny cause I called Sam up. I was finishing at five 30, called him up at five 15. Uh, and I go, Hey mate, uh, what, what, what do we need? Um, at home, should I pick up a couple of bowls of red? He goes, yeah, pick up a bowl of red. I go, perfect. I'll see you in uh, 20 minutes. I finish at 5.30. It's 5.15. So, and then as soon as I say that, boss gets on the radio, goes, Billy, can I just see you in center management? I go, no worries. And then I get in there. He goes, just wait for me in the boardroom. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, boy. And then, and then he didn't even fire me himself or lay me off, whatever it is. He just goes, all right, Billy, well, we've got an announcement. And then just puts his phone propped up on the table and then like the district manager laid me off via FaceTime. <laughs> so I just sat there. I got laid off by an iPhone. Fuck it hell. But then I had to call Sam back. It was like, uh, I was like, oh, <laughs> I called him back like at like 525. I was like, oh, by the way, I just got laid off. And he just laughed because he also got laid off the week before. <laughs> what is happening? What a wild world, dude. Everyone's, I've lost two jobs. I had a day job and a night job. And both of them went... <laughs> This virus is systematically taking down my my life. Is this a virus or a personal attack? I would like to set up a petition. I think I've been the most affected by coronavirus. <laughs> oh god! If you don't laugh, you cry. But uh, but yeah. So getting laid off left and right, no stress. Still got that positive energy. I, I, I hit a real positive streak last week. I'm still feeling good. Morale's high. This haircut's fucking hilarious, dude. What what are you gonna do? You know. But I will say, I'll tell you what we did do. So Saturday, after getting laid off, I was like, right, we're doing the home haircuts then. I said, give me the all day. And uh, hence the fringe. But then, I will say, this is a bit out of character for me, me and my my mates. We took LSD on Saturday night. Now, this is something I've not done before, personally. I'm not the biggest drug guy. Um, but yeah, LSD. Let me tell you guys. Not a bad time to be taking LSD, to be honest, because... I mean, what else are you going to do? I can totally see why people in country towns become drug addicts because we literally took it out of boredom. We, we did home haircuts and beers in the afternoon. It got to like 6 p.m. We're like, fuck, what should we do? Because you can't leave the house, obviously. There's about four of us there. And my mate's like, oh, I could get some LSD. And it's like, eh, guess so. You know, just fill the time. You just got to fill the time. And it lasts 12 hours, this stuff. So I will say my only hot tip if you do take LSD would be probably take it a bit earlier in the day. We took it at like 7 p.m. And we're up till like fucking 8 a.m. watching. I was still up at 8 a.m. watching The Office US. Just going like, fuck, when will this shit wear off, you know? 
So I would say probably take it at about midday and then hopefully last till about midnight and then you can go to bed around 2 a.m. Because, yeah, there's no sleeping, let me tell you. But uh, I tried to sleep at one point and you go to lie down and it's just, there's too much happening, you know? But it's not like you're fucking talking to fairies or whatever. It's not, it was just good fun, you know? We had a fucking laugh all night. It's great. Uh, I tell you what, the whole thing of, um, because we're in a war with our back neighbor, we were worried he was going to call the police for the social distancing laws. And so that made me very paranoid and a bit anxious, which is probably not what you want to be feeling on LSD, but, but still, um, and the cops were doing like drive-bys, like they were cruising by with like flashlights. It was very creepy. Um, but, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I will say I was kind of hoping for some like crazy prophecy. Like, you know, when like Steve Jobs is like, yeah, I was a fucking idiot. And then I took LSD and now look at me. This is when he was alive. You know, like, uh, so, and I, I know this South African comic who said like, once he took LSD, it like opened his mind. I've made him like such a better comedian. He was like funny in different ways. So I was like hoping for some like life altering fucking, you know, I talked to a, I talked to a freaking guy in the wall and he's like, you are the chosen one, you know, that's what I was hoping for. But it was just, uh, we just had a bloody good laugh and, uh, and yeah, it was so fun. It was so fun. So, uh, highly recommend in a controlled environment, allegedly, whatever, but, uh, but yeah, so that was a bit of fun and, uh, and, and it's just, uh, it does make you just, we're just having a good old laugh, a real good old laugh. We we're smoking cigars as well, which is just great for morale. You want to, you want to raise morale, get, do a home haircut and smoke some cigars. That'll fucking, that'll show you how to get it done. But, uh, I will say, so the other day was pretty fun and I didn't really get it like a prophecy. I think the toaster started talking at one point, but if, I, if I'm being honest, it was a little bit racist. So now I've got now I've got to fucking go have breakfast every morning knowing my toaster hates Koreans. So you know what a weird what a weird world. But um, I'll just fix up this camera because I think this next bit's going to be long. All right, so. I thought, because I got laid off on Friday, I thought I'd tell the stories of all the other times I've been fired. Because um, I've been fired four other times, not including Friday. So I've been f- fired properly like four times and they got laid off on Friday. So first place I ever got fired from was actually my first job. I was uh, a local McDonald's, you know, got to fly the flag. And uh, it was, it was, a, it was I, don't, I was going to say it was pretty fun. I don't think it was fun. I don't think I liked it very much. I almost, the first time I almost got fired there was I was making the sweet chili wraps. And I, plastic gloves on, obviously, even in, in pre-corona, you know, I was about 15. Um, and you're just starving, you know, you're just, that's 15, you're just, you're just ravenous. And I spilled some sweet chili sauce on my, uh, on my finger. And I thought, well, I'll lick that off. So I lick it off. I go, oh, the sweet chili, the sweet chili goodness. And I turn around and there was like, the manager was right there. And he was like, are you fucking serious? You know, when you're 15, someone swears you, you're like, whoa, holy shit. Am I about to get molested? Like what's happening here? But, uh, dude, it was, um, it was a wild time. And so then I was like, whoa, whoa, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's like, he's like first and last strike. And he was exactly what you thought he'd be like, uh, 33 eyebrow ring, balding, like wore a business shirt. Cause he was the manager, but it was always like half untucked. How do you half untuck a shirt? And like, yeah, he was wearing like 
business like suit pants and then like vans as shoes like and he was a weird cunt he really was um it must be weird if you're like a mcdonald's manager because like you got to work with children you're literally working with children i never thought about that yeah yeah that's probably the worst part about that job hey like imagine you go to work and like you got some 14 year old kid going like oh how do i do this it's like fuck i'm 34 fuck (laughs) So then that's not how I got fired. So then uh, so then I got sick of the job because it was so bad. And I'm not a great worker, by the way. I'm, I'll am i just come clean before I tell you the next four stories. I'm not a good worker. I never have been. Um, and that's just how it is. I can't, I'm, I, I don't know. But, uh, and I, I was going to say, maybe I, I didn't get fired a fifth time, but I was asked to not come back on a building site. Um but yeah, so I've never really been a good worker and I don't know, it's just not in me for some reason. But uh, so so then Maccas, I told them I broke my arm because it was the summer holidays and I didn't want to work. It was school holidays, you know, it's summer. I got, you know, I'm fucking out and about. So I told them I broke my arm and I couldn't come in for four weeks, which was uh, luckily for me, the exact amount of time the school holidays was. Thank you. Um, unfortunately, two weeks into my into the school holidays. I forgot I told them I broke my arm and I went in and ordered a double beef and bacon meal. And the manager comes out and was like, I thought you broke your arm. And I was like, I was like, oh, like I was just so caught. I just looked down, my arm's fine, obviously. I was go, oh, oh, yeah, it's better. And she was like, you're fired. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that seems fair. And then that was, and I didn't go back to that Macca's for about four years out of shame. And then I moved on. I had a few jobs, um, uh, and I've had millions of jobs. Uh, then next one I got fired from was Domino's. Now, so I think I'm just not a hospitality guy. Um, but Domino's, I actually was a pr- doing pretty well at Domino's and then they changed managers and the new guy was Persian. And, uh, like, I don't want to speak out of school. I'm not saying all Persian people are this, but this guy was a cunt. Okay. And he also, he was a, he was a dangerous mix because he was a cunt, but he also didn't speak much of the English. So he would, he would like yell at me in like broken Persian. And like, we were getting fights because I literally honestly had no idea what he was saying. And like, he would just say stuff that is nonsensical. And then, um, like, I'd be like, he'd tell me to do something. And I'd be like, I'm sorry, what? And then by the third time he's getting furious. And so I just had to be like, oh yeah, yeah, cool. I'll go do that. And I'd go start like, like fucking rinsing down a van or something out the back. And he'd be like, I told you to make a Supreme pizza. I'm like, and I'm like washing the van. I'm like, what the, f- what are you talking about? And then, so like, it was like, I wanted to be a good worker there, but I honestly just couldn't understand what the bloke was t- trying to tell me what to do. So like, so this kept happening. And then like, he was just like, he just blatantly hated me. I don't know how everyone else could understand him. I couldn't. Um, and then I remember it was like, I, I was working Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and then Tuesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and then Tuesdays, Saturdays. And then I was just working like four hours on a Tuesday. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? And, um, and he sent me home early from a shift. He was like, right, like two hours into my fucking four hours. He was like, right, get out. And, um, sent me home and I was like, oh God. And, uh, and then. And then he called me up and was like, can you come in and we need to just have a chat? And I was like, and I was, I even, it's, 
I would have been 16. This is the first time I ever actually like probably stood up for myself ever. I was like, no, I'm not coming in just so you can fire me. Okay. I'm not, I, I quit. It's over. I, I can't understand you. You're angry all the time. No one can understand what the fuck you're saying. It's not my fault. Like just like, honestly, mate, just learn English. Like I just, I have no idea what you're saying. And he was like, right, well, that's that. And I was like, well, that's that. All right. I'm not coming in just so you can tell me to get fucked. Like, why would I do that? All right. I quit. And he was like, you're fired. And I was like, well, I quit. It was one of those. But I forgot I was getting driven home by my mate's dad from cricket training. So I was just yelling at this Persian guy in the backseat of a fucking RAV4. And it was uh, it was pretty intense. And then I was just like, anyway, so what were you guys talking about? <laughs> Whoops. I just got fired from Domino's. Um, and that was, uh, look, I don't want to play the blame game, but that was the Persian guy's fault. It really was. But then the next place I got fired from was a supermarket in England. Okay. So what happened was I was working at this supermarket and it was like, it was a scene out of the office, ragtag, just weirdos working there. It was fucking great. And, uh, and it was also probably the worst job I've ever had. No, I worked at a butcher once. That was pretty bad. But this was like, just, it was one of those jobs where you'd be stacking shelves and you go, oh, it's probably been about three hours. Oh, it's been 10 minutes. It was one of those. It was just soul crushing. Um, and it was just, it was a wild job. But I made a lot of friends and it was it was a lot of fun. And sorry, it wasn't fun, but I made a lot of friends. Uh, and it was good because I was new to the town in England and I didn't um, have many friends. So that was good. I was playing cricket over there. I had my friends at the cricket club, but then like during the week, they'd be working and stuff. And these guys were all casual, like supermarket guys. So this was great. Anyway, so um, what happened? So what happened was I had a... I was the overseas pro at this club. I had a T20 game on a Wednesday, no, a Thursday night, I should say. And I always worked Thursday nights because it was when they got the big delivery at the supermarket. So I told the guy, I said, I, no, I didn't tell the guy. This was the problem. I, I thought if I told him um, I had to play cricket, he'd say no, and then I'd be fucked. So what I said, I just said, I just called in sick to work. So I went and played cricket. And uh, one of the lads at cricket got me the job as well. Um... And he, the guy even said in the interview, he said, um, look, I could ask you some questions and stuff, but the reality is I'm giving you a job as a favor to, uh, to Josh. And I was like, perfect. So I just got the job on the spot. Fantastic. And I was working there for maybe a couple of months and you know, I wasn't the best worker, but I wasn't the worst either. Like I was doing a pretty sort of admirable job, I thought. Um, and what am I talking about? So I call in sick Thursday night go and play cricket and this is a knockout t20 comp and i'm like the overseas guy so it's like expected that i'll just like sort of get 100 and we'll win um anyway first over a guy absolutely melts a ball to me at cover i dive full length and drop it drop the catch and when you drop a catch and you're the overseas everyone's like what the fuck why do we even fly this guy over so then i drop the catch and it it hurts so much it hurt, it hurt my thumb so much and I went, ah, oh, fuck. But I'm just like, oh, this is so embarrassing. And um, feel the rest of the over. And then I look down at my hand. My hand's covered in blood. And I go, oh, this isn't good. And I, I go, there's a big cut in between my thumb and my forefinger, my index finger, whatever finger's that. Between my thumb and finger, there's a huge cut. And it's like a massive slice. I've split the webbing open really badly. And I look down. I go, oh, this looks pretty bad. And then I go, I go to the captain. I go, I could open my thumb imagine opening your thumb up opening your hand up and your thumb can like keep going another couple of inches like i could open 
my hand up and pull my thumb right out and like look into my hand. It was disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting. It was, I, I look, I pulled my thumb apart to look into the cut and it just opened up like a sinkhole. I could see into my hand. I was like, oh, it's making me sick just thinking about it. And then, so I go up to the captain and I go, Johnsy, mate, uh, I've fucked up my hand really bad. I'm going to have to go off. And he goes, mate, you're the overseas and it's a knockout comp. You're not fucking going anywhere. I go, I don't know, man, this feels like a go off type situation. He goes, nah, you'll be all right. I go, all right, fair enough. So I feel like two more balls and I go to my mate Hendo, who's feeling next to me. I go, mate, Johnsy said stay on, but I don't know, man, this is, this is pretty bad. And I show him the cut and he's like, what the fuck? Get off the field right now. I go, yeah, I, I, I knew it was a get off the field type thing. So then go off the field, get uh, taken to the medical center, get stitched up um, for free, by the way. Shout out to the NHS. Dude, fuck yeah. Free, free Medicare, free healthcare is just so good. Anyway, so I got, got stitched up, went back to the game. We lost by like 10 runs and the vibe was like, fuck you, Billy. <laughs> like if you played, we would have won. And then, so everyone's kind of off me. I'm a bit sad. And, and I'm like, one of the lads like, let's go to the pub. I go, yeah, fuck, let's go to the pub. Go into the pub. My hand's all stitched up. Uh, and all the supermarket guys are there, including the assistant manager. And they were like, oh, I thought you were sick. I was like, oh yeah, it was a stomach thing. And then they go, well, how'd you fuck your hand up? I go, oh, I dropped a dish on it. I dropped a dish on it and I had a stomach bug. Like I'm like so deep in the lies now. And they go, yeah, yeah, all right. So have a beer with them, whatever. Who cares? Uh, well, I'll tell you who cares. Next day, I come into work at the supermarket. Oh, no, I get I get a call, I should say, from the manager. He said, hey, Billy, I heard um, you actually weren't sick yesterday. I'm going to need to have you come in for a meeting. And I go, fuck, one of the lads has, has dobbed me in here. It was the assistant manager. Fucking cunt. And uh, so I go in. I called my mum beforehand. Um... I was like, fuck, mum, I think I'm going to get fired. I'm going to absolutely torch this kind of you trust to fire me. And mum said, no, because that's what I did with the Domino's guy. Mum was like, no, don't do that. Just be honest and apologize and you might get to keep your job. And I was like, okay. So I go in there. There's the manager of the store and then the regional manager as well. So the regional guy, he doesn't even introduce himself. He just, he just goes, take a seat. I go, I'm sorry, who are you? I'm Billy. Like, I'm a bit off him. I'm like, and he's like, I'm Grant. I'm the regional manager. And I'm like, oh, okay, Grant. And uh, so they go, right, I just need you to tell. And they're like writing, they're like taking a statement. I hate it when companies take this stuff seriously. It's like, fuck. It's a fucking supermarket. But anyway, so they go, in your own words, I want you to tell me what happened yesterday. I go, I go, look, man, I've got to come clean. Um, I actually played cricket yesterday. I couldn't miss the game because I'm the overseas player. I didn't think you'd give me the day off. So. I called in sick and then I got my hand blown off and went to the pub after where I ran into some of the guys. And he goes, right, I really respect you being honest. Um, that's really admirable and, and thank you for your apology. Unfortunately, uh, this meeting was merely a formality. You are fired. So I was getting fired no matter what. He just took a statement just to fucking play police officer for an afternoon or some shit, you know? So then I called mum back. I was like, mum, I should have fucking blown up with that guy. I was getting fired either way. And she was like, no, you took the high road. So I don't know. I don't know what the moral is there. I don't, I don't think there's a moral to that one. I was honest and it backfired. I should I would have, I could have lied. I still would have got fired. It was a hopeless situation. But yeah, one of the guys snitched on me. And then I hate this. 
the guy who snitched on me then like the next day at the pub was like oh well mate you know shit happens and he just wanted to like fucking move on i was like dude i fucking hate you 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 lost me my job you piece of shit like anyway so that was an elaborate i was just four or five lies deep by the end of that thing so i think the, the moral is probably don't lie actually of course that was the moral how did i not see that was the moral i don't know but i got one more I hope this, these stories are interesting, by the way, because I realize I've been talking about it for about 10 minutes. Um, this is the last one. It's quite, um, it's short. So I used to work at Spartan Cricket, all right? And this is all, I think the company's still alive. Allegedly, this is what happened, allegedly. But allegedly, they're a bunch of cunts over there. I'll say that. Um, but allegedly, when I worked at Spartan, it was going out of business. It's still going out of business, really. They just keep getting Indian cre- creditors to sort of, fluff up the company so i used to work in the spartan cricket store and i used to answer the phones and the guy the the, the boss there canal this guy biggest cunt you'll ever come across just a real just scum of the earth loser fucking scumbag allegedly uh i don't know if i could get in trouble saying this because the company still runs but um just a piece of shit this guy and so he was bankrupt and going out of business so i would man the phones and all day creditors would be calling up being like i need to speak to canal i need to speak to canal be like westpac like Mercedes-Benz Finance, you know, something credit union. Be all these different creditors calling up and I'd be like, Canal, and he'd be like, no, I'm not here, I'm not here. He'd just be dodging all these creditors all day. It's fucking embarrassing. And then, uh, and then he came into the store one day, like, and I would sit at this cricket store. It was the middle of winter when I worked there. And we'd go like three days without a single customer coming in. Wild. I was bored out of my mind. And I used to fucking get the bus this is before i had a car i used to get the bus there at like 7 a.m work in the store till six um getting paid like garbage as well and then i would get the bus straight to the city and do open mics and then get the bus home so i'd be like leaving the house at like 6 30 i'd be getting home at like midnight and then just fucking do it again and again and again it was fucking depressing dude at the time oh, look yeah looking back it was depressing um but yeah, and we used to play a bit of indoor cricket in the office. That canal bloke was, I sledged him once and he never let it go, you know, but, uh, and the company was just going down. I remember they owed Michael Clark hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't know if they still do allegedly or whatever, but, uh, but yeah, so the company was absolute dog shit. It was going down and, uh, Billy D found himself on a sinking ship. Anyway, so one day, um, I get half an hour for lunch and what I was doing, I was closing the store for half an hour during the day which apparently I wasn't supposed to do. So one day Canal comes in and he goes, have you had lunch yet? I go, I go, no, nah, I'm going to go get some lunch now. He goes, right, uh, I'll, sit, I'll cover the store while you're gone. And I went and had lunch for half an hour, which I was doing every day. I thought I got half an hour for lunch. Um, so then, uh, so I went to the park, had a sandwich. I was, put a podcast in. I thought, how good is this? I come back. Canal is like furious. He's like, where you been? I go, it's only been 20 minutes. He goes, where you been? You should get your food and come straight back here. I go, no, I get half an hour for lunch. He thought I had the store open the whole time. He didn't know I'd be closing it for half an hour a day. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do that. Um, so then he goes, right, well, I'm, and he like blew up me a bit, but like didn't have the balls to fire me himself. So then he sent like his number two guy down to fire me later that night. Like at the end of the day, they were like, hey, Billy, you got the keys to the store? We'll take those, you're fired. And I was like, what for? And they were like, apparently you've been leaving the store closed for like 20 minutes a day. And I was like, yeah, to take lunch. And they were like, yeah, you can't do that. I was like, well, that's illegal. And they were like, oh, well. I was like, well, I get half an hour for lunch a day. Suck my dick. 
But yeah, and then they were like, we'll, we'll keep your number on hand in case we um, have any emergencies and you can come and work then. And I was like, you can absolutely get fucked. What, I'm not going to fucking come running the minute, the minute you need someone. I go, you can absolutely beat it. And that was the last time I was fired. Until Friday. Friday I was laid off. I feel like that doesn't count. Um, but yeah, so that's all the, all the times I've been fired. And uh, I mean, what can you do? What can you do? But I got a couple more things I want to talk about. And so oh yeah, I got this great YouTube comment the other day. Um, get around, subscribe to my YouTube channel as well, guys. For Christ's sake. There's a new stand-up clip up there. It's pretty good. People are enjoying it. Um, but let me just get this, this fucking thing up. Yeah, the new stand-up clip's good, actually. I had it filmed, like, really fucking well. Um, so let me get up. What we got here? Dude, I got the fucking... This is the best. And let me tell you... So, if you want to get in someone's head, this is not how you do it, okay? So, I got this this video on YouTube. It's called, like, um, Heavy Metal is Trash. It's a podcast clip from, like, six months ago. It was just when I talked about how um, heavy metal sucks. And all the comments on there are extremely abusive from people who love heavy metal, obviously. And uh, there's only about, like, once a month there'll be another comment. There'll be some guy being like, you fucking suck. Whatever. But this is this this guy commented this last week. It's pretty good. So... It goes, you played sports in high school, question mark. I must have said that in the video. He goes, you look like every fucking incel that got rejected ever. The fuck are you on about? Your body is about as narrow as your fucking mind. You do not just jump into death metal, you fucking idiot. Are you that fucking privileged to think anger is only from having a bad time in high school? God, you're fucking stupid. Keep your useless opinion to yourself, you ugly rat. That's commented by a guy called Dead Meme. So... That's, that's fucking full on. I think we can all agree. That's about as aggressive as you can get. Um, there's clearly, oh, by the way, there's clearly no guidelines on YouTube comments because that's still up there. And you can go have a look at that as well. I won't be deleting it, but uh, deleted it. But I will say that's not how you get in someone's head, okay? Because at the start, quite hurtful, that comment. But by the end, it's coming off that he's so deranged and out to lunch that I should actually not care for his opinion whatsoever. He went too hard. Okay, now that's the thing. If you want to get in someone's head, just, you got to be more subtle. Like, if someone just commented on the video being like, Ugh, like, before I had this weird haircut, if someone just commented like, huh, not sure about this guy's haircut, that would rattle me for, I think, 10 business days. You know? Like, if you just comment something like, this was good in parts, which parts? You know? That's how you fucking get in someone's head. Subtlety. You know? Or just, just comment like something like, uh, like I, like, I wonder if he thinks he's being ironic or not. Like, something weird like that. Something vague. You know, if you just write for two pages, you're an ugly fucking loser, I'm going to kill you. By the time you're done by the time you're done reading that, I mean, it's clear that there's only one ugly fucking loser, and it's, it's the guy typing. It's the guy typing. So, that's just a lesson. If you say something like, you just comment like, oh, I don't think Billy can grow a strong beard. That would fucking rattle me, you know? subtle digs subtle jabs that's how you do it so that's just a lesson for you all i know a lot of you are active on the internet some of you comment uh, some stuff on my on my stuff and i love it i love the comments but if you ever want to get in my head subtlety is the key don't go too hard and uh and also some people just dm me just like just ripping on me which is funny but then if it's like four in a row like one guy was like it was like oh like 
what are you drinking by yourself, you fucking loser? Ha ha ha. I was like, yeah, yeah. And then the next one, like, he replied to my next story being like, Whoa. and it's like, oh, okay. And then like by the fourth thing of being like, Jesus, Darcy, like, what's that t-shirt? Are you a, are you a fucking blind idiot? And it's like, okay, eventually I will stop replying if you're just ripping on me nonstop, you know? Like, it's just change up the tune a bit. But if you want to DM me and rip on me, you know, once or twice, I'm, I'm very much in for it. Um, but yeah, so, all right, I want to tell one more story. Um, oh yeah, so I'm always wearing my pop's clothes. Rest in peace to the big fella. But so I thought I'd tell a funny story from my pop. Um, cause I'm always wearing these like old golf polos and stuff and I absolutely rip. Um, so what, how much time have we done here? Feels like 40 minutes. You're kidding. Also, ah, oh, I forgot to plug it. God damn it. So there's a new stand-up clip on my YouTube. You should all go check it out. It's a good clip, actually. I'm proud of it. I like it. Um, and it's from last year's show. So if you, uh, anyone in, I don't know what's going to happen with the world, but if you see this, if you see the show Anxiously Arrogant, this bit won't be in it. Or a poor show it might be, but no, I don't think it will. No, this bit won't be in it. So come on, come on down to these hypothetical shows. I don't know why I said that. Fucking idiot, Bill. God. Um, there's a new clip on my YouTube. And also I'm doing this Aussie celebrity Corona cull. Each week I'm culling three celebrities. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Last week I culled Dr. Carl from Neighbours, Carl Sanderlands and Katy Perry. And this week I'm culling Scotty Cam, uh, Lara Bingle and Tracy Grimshaw. So they're only about like eight minute videos or whatever. So that's on YouTube right now. So go get around that. Should have put that at the start. God damn it. Anyway, so the thing about my pop, rock solid bloke, but absolutely takes maintaining cars more seriously than anything on the planet. And I am not really good at maintaining my my automobiles. He'd always say, his catchphrase was, if you want to enjoy stress-free motoring, you must maintain your automobile. That was like, he loved saying that. And, uh, you know, like I wasn't exactly sort of like killing it in other areas of my life. So this was like another thing I was kind of like not really sort of doing very well. So and he, it would really piss him off. He'd be like, when was the last time? I'd come in and be like, when was the last time you checked your oil? And I'd be like, oh, you know, and I remember, um, yeah. So he'd always be like, you must maintain your automobile. That was like his thing. I remember one day I came in and I was like, he goes, Billy, we need to have a serious chat. And, and I go, fuck, this is it. Cause he, he told me previously that like, he didn't like, you know, sort of get my act together a bit. You know, I was like freaking five years into a media degree and five years into a three year degree and I still wasn't finished. <laughs> I still had a year to go. Um, and I was doing comedy, but he didn't really see much of a future in that. And I don't think he like not, nothing like against him. I think it was just more, his generation was more like you get a proper job. Um, and, and he, and like, I was still living at home at like 22 and I'd never had a full-time job. I'd only ever had casual jobs still, but, uh, you know, I was a bit, you know, I guess in his eyes, I was a bit of a loser, not, not a loser, but I was just a bit, you know, not really fucking, you know, bashing down the door of life, so to speak. So one day I come in and he's like, and he told me before a couple of times, just sort of get it together. And he comes, he goes, Billy, we need to have a serious chat. And I go, fuck, this is definitely about, you know the fact that I've really achieved nothing by 22. 
I go, this this could be about, you know, work, uni, anything. You know, I've, I don't think I'd even had a girlfriend at that point. I go, fuck, this has been coming for a while. This is a spray coming away. And he, he, he goes, sit down. All right, what's, what's, what's up, Pop? He goes, when was the last time you checked your, your water and your oil, mate? I go, oh, a couple of months. He goes, he goes, fuck. If, you, if you're not going to maintain your automobile, you're going to have problems down the road. Is that what you want? Do you want stress-free motoring or not? I go, all right, all right, all right. I go, fuck, let's, well, let's go have a look. So he goes out, we go out the front, he's got his like rag and his tools and stuff. And he, and he, get, he goes to check the oil. And if this dipstick is low, I think he might actually just, just like bash me over the head with like a wrench or something. Like he's, it's, my car was heaps old and he was like, the older the car, the more you have to maintain it. And I was not doing that. So the dipstick's coming out. I go, fuck, please be, please be good. Please be good. He comes out, oil levels are good. Fucking bad. And you could see, he was like, he was like, huh, oh, that's all right. Guess, uh, hmm. This car mustn't go through much oil. Like he was a bit, he knew I hadn't been checking it. So he was a bit, he was a bit angry about that. He goes, he goes, well, let's check your water. And he, and he checks over the water and he goes, huh, a little low. And I go, oh, well, better fill it up. So he goes, give me the bottle. He fills up the, the water and all this orange liquid splashes out. And I go, fuck, what was that? He goes, huh. And I look on the cap. It says power steering fluid only in like big capital letters. And we just put all this water in there. And, it, and I'm like, fucking hell, Pop, you've, you've, you've shut the bed here. And he starts freaking out. He's like, he's like, oh, no, that's all right. That's all right. No, all the water bounced off the oil. I saw that. Yeah, bounced off for sure. No, all good. All good. I definitely have a mechanic look at that. Uh, my mate can have a look at it for you. But I wouldn't worry about it too much. But definitely have a mechanic look at it. I go, fucking hell, Pop. What, are you trying to kill my automobile or something? And he literally just fucking ran off. He was like, he was like, oh, no, that, that's okay. That's okay. I saw the water bounce out. Don't worry about it, Bill. Don't worry about it. But uh, all good. All good. But have someone look at it. But I wouldn't stress. But all good. And he literally just went back inside and like pretended to like fall asleep. And I was like, <laughs> doesn't even know where the water is, you know? And that was, and he never questioned me about my automobile again. And that was probably the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to him. I would have thought, uh, because he loved cars and he actually did know fucking heaps about cars, but he just couldn't, his eyesight was gone. He couldn't read the cap, poor guy. So that is a mechanic's tale. That's the closest I've ever got to becoming a mechanic myself. But the, the, the moral of that one is you need to maintain your automobile. You really do. So go out there and, and you've got some extra time in your hands now. So go out there and check your oil, check your water and, uh, and just fucking just let rip. You know, I'm leaning into this quarantine now. I'm loving it. So I'm not loving it. I shouldn't have said that, but you know, I'm, I'm positive. My morale is still sky high. Give yourself a weird haircut, have a glass of wine, you know, chill out, read a book listen to a podcast under the water, do whatever you want, get weird, get wild, take a bit of LSD, you'll be fine, we'll be fine, she'll be coming around, okay, so this feels like the end of this episode, not the end of the world, you got to clarify that these days, all right, thanking you, check out my YouTube for the corona thing, way too long, way too long, yeah, and I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone Cause these people got me fucked up, yeah they got me way too wrong, way too wrong Now my mind's strong to me, don't you wait too long, wait too long Oh, 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 oh